Well, howdy there, folks. Welcome to A Study in Sakuga. I am your anime Sherlock, Lexi. Um, and I'm your favorite cowpoke in anime Watson, Holden King. <laughs> Today, we are uh, watching the most cowboyest of shows, Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> Why don't you just mosey on up to the old corral over here and sit yourself down. And well, <laughs> me and my my <laughs> my partner here will walk you through the intricacies and of a television show that you might know called Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> we got a, a tin of beans on the fire. Take um, off your hat and stay a while. <laughs> Hitch up your horse. Uh. Won't you look up at the stars with us on this uh, beautiful evening? Ain't that just the prettiest thing you've ever seen in your goddamn life? Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, listener. You can hear the crackle <laughs> of the fire and the birds chirping and and the insects buzzing. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> okay, okay, I can't do any more. Oh, I was I was uh, I was ready to do the whole thing, the whole episode like that. <laughs> I got so many good cowboy phrases in me, Lexi. Uh, okay, so uh, I've I've been listening to uh, um, uh, Wobegon, and one of the things that's going on in, in Wobegon, a podcast about uh, time travel and secret societies that do it, uh, secret organizations that do time travel and murder through time travel, uh, is the main protagonist has a few iterations of himself from different times that like intervene and help out sometimes one of them is uses a cowboy voice for no real That's reason good. i love that <laughs> like love as that. as a way to make him distinct he just like took on a cowboy voice that's exciting um here's i talked a lot of shit last episode everybody you know fans of the show will remember everybody remembers the things that i say mm -hmm. uh that I talked a lot of shit about how there was no cowboys you, in Cowboy you Bebop. so much <laughs> shit about how there were so no cowboys in Cowboy Bebop. I, I was like, you know what? They lied to me. The tin, the sticker does not match what's in the tin. Uh, haven't seen one cowboy. And then I, I just, the universe just instantly just punished I, me. I held my speaking tongue. speaking out of turn. <laughs> I held and my you tongue. You let me embarrass myself. In front of everybody. <laughs> this and is the show! This, I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you the sound that I made when our cowboy her hero first appears <laughs> on horse crashing through a window. It was indecent, and it was good that I was home alone uh, for that as I watched this episode, because this episode's wacky as hell. Mm -hmm. This episode's having so much fun, it's, it's almost indecent. <laughs> It's whack. It's uh, it's real Looney Tunes up in here. Um, uh, in a good way. Yeah, in a good but way. In a, in a different way, I also think this episode proves my point uh, that I made last episode, which is this is not a cowboy show. Mm-hmm. Because there isn't room for him. There's no room for that cowboy. There's no where's, room. <laughs> where's Spike's horse? 
No. Where's Spike's horse? He doesn't give, have one. Give Spike a horse. Listen, we'll we'll get to this. I have thoughts about who should have gotten the horse at the end of this. <laughs> <sighs> but we do start this episode, uh, session twenty-two, Cowboy Funk, which yes. is uh, definitely a, a name for redneck bo. But here we are. <laughs> um, we open on some skyscrapers um to a yeah a strange security guard ominously placing teddy bears mm-hmm. uh and he leaves placing the teddy bear going down an escalator and starts doing a very evil laugh to himself <laughs> the, i it took we're not even a minute into this episode we're not 30 seconds into this episode and i was like oh okay that's a bomb i was like it's <laughs> yeah not, was not tricked yeah not tricked, dude. No, I was not tricked in any way. Not subtle. The only reason he got away with this is because he was the only person up there. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Why do people love putting bombs in teddy bears? I don't know. This guy has a theme, and it's teddy bears. I guess his name is Ted Bauer, and he's the teddy bomber. So yeah. I guess maybe he just stuck to stuck to his name, stuck to what he knew. Yeah. Not, not very subtle, Ted. No. Um, uh, Spike comes up behind this guy and uh, they immediately, him immediately, yeah, catches him immediately, and the the Ted like tries to do the steamed hams routine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll take it to a hotel in this part of the country, localized entirely to your kitchen. He's <laughs> just like. Oh, I I saw I saw you drop this. Oh, it's uh it's not mine. <laughs> I'm a grown man. What use do I have for a teddy bear? Oh no. Uh I I just saw someone else drop it. Thank you for I I need to return it. <laughs> <laughs> the and he's like, "Oh, do, let me get you." It spikes like, "You do what are you doing later?" You got you free? You want to go get a drink? I'll take you to a hotel. Spike's like, maybe I can seduce this man into uh, into coming with me. Listen, Spike's Spike is a charming man. I'm sure if this man was not uh, was not you know like a criminal, not who a was serial worried bomber. about uh, getting caught. Maybe I it, Spike's handsome enough. I feel like he has done this to someone, and it's worked. Like, Critically, Ted Bauer, the Teddy Bomber, doesn't say, "Oh, I'm actually no, like I'm not, like I'm, I'm flattered, but I'm not gay." He says, "Well, who's got the time? I have to go right home." Yeah, <laughs> listen, he thought about it. <laughs> he's like, he, I see him smile. He's a little sweaty, but he's like, mm, maybe. Oh, Spike Spiegel. Uh, this is all a farce because they both know exactly who each other are. Yeah. He he recognizes this is Spike Spiegel, and Spike recognizes that this is Ted Bauer, the Teddy Bomber. I'm going to say that more times because I think it's lazy, but... Uh, <laughs> um, oh, by the way, the hotel Spike was trying to get him to come to is prison. Because, it's prison. Because, get it, it, it's, it, it serves a meal, it has a bodyguard, it's, yeah, it's mm, prison. It's pretty well protected, yeah. Uh... The teddy bomber tries to blow up the bear that Spike mm-hmm. brought, but Spike has fortunately disarmed that one. Knocks him out cold. Has him dead to rights. Yeah. This is not... This was an easy get for Spike. 
Yeah, and Spike was uh, about to let the teddy bomber explain his whole deal when suddenly, through the window, crashes the only titular, the titular cowboy. Cowboy. (laughs) He's here, finally. We waited 22 episodes for a single cowboy, but they delivered. It's Andy. Ha, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) I can't begin. The... The... The moment that a man on a horse crashes through a window, you're like, okay, all right. I <laughs> I don't know what I expected to happen in this episode, but I certainly did not expect a man on a horse to ever be a part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I do love that Andy very obviously just is just a spike recolor he's, in a cowboy outfit. He, he is a blonde, <laughs> like blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white spike he mm. is like a palette swapped spike spiegel <laughs> this is andy it's is his, andy is an alt outfit in the cowboy bebop <laughs> fighting game for spike in the truest sense of the word andy is spike spiegel's wario and i know i've used this <laughs> i know i've used this comparison before but this one is very true this, this one, one ha- is this actually true. true this one's true this one is really. Uh, I, oh boy. I do love, I do love that uh, uh, he just has a horse. Horse isn't like a, like space in any way. It's not future. It's, it's just, no, it's just, just a, a horse. It's just a horse. It's just a horse that he rides. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Steve, Steve Blum, Steve Bloom, Steve Blum. Steve Blum. Steve Blum voices both of them? No. No. He doesn't. Okay. You kn- okay, you know Andy's voice actor. Oh, no. Don't make me guess. Yes. I'm going to make you guess. Ugh, I don't. Can I? Okay, let me listen to a sample. I recognize his voice. It sounds so much like Steve Blum. I don't know. Um. I I give up, Uncle. The voice actor is Darren Norris. You might know him from being, uh, Timmy's dad. Oh fuck off! Timmy's dad from the Fairly Odd Parents, and also no, no, Gordy. No, no, be silent. Be silent while I listen. Oh my God, you're right. Oh no. <laughs> What am I supposed to? What am I supposed to do with this information? I was like, I know that voice. It sounds so similar to Steve's. Oh my god! I just assumed it was him. No, no, this is it's a uh, a great comedic voice actor, Darren Norris. Yeah, he's good. I this guy's great. Yeah. There, there, is he there not was a, also the voice of Cosmo. Yeah. Yeah, he's also the voice of Cosmo. Oh my god. Uh, also, he, let's you you said it, I don't want to gloss over this. He was Gordy and Ned's Declassified, and God bless him. Yeah. God bless him. What god great, bless him. What incredible performance on a child's television show. Yeah. He's great. Good he's guy. done a lot of stuff. He's been in Ratchet and Clank? Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just honest, Dave. This is not good radio, but yeah. I'm <laughs> scrolling through, scrolling through the voice actors IMDb. I just, I had to, uh, <laughs> had to look, had to just 
just take a sample. Anyway, uh, oh my god, this this blonde spike is a himbo. Yes, an absolute himbo. Everybody knows it right away, um, mm-hmm. including I think Andy. Yeah, he you so. Andy shows up on the scene and is like, Ha ha! I've caught you, Teddy Bomber, and points his gun at Spike. Yeah. And Spike's like, What are you talking about, you asshole? It's clearly him! The guy over there that I just punched! Why would it be me? Uh, the guy gets away and... And yells... (laughs) I don't know, he just blows up the other two bombs. There were three bears, ha ha. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) and... Andy provides just the opening for him to destroy a government building. Yeah. Uh, a very, very tall building. This uh, is important. Put a pin in that. Put a pin well, in that. This will be a clue that helps us solve the bomber's motivation. <laughs> um, Andy, upon seeing the that there's no way it could possibly be Spike that blew up the building, says, Well... I have to. I have to give chase. <laughs> Thanks for your assistance, Spike. And then jets <laughs> runs over Spike with his horse. I just what a fucking opening. Um, Spike comes back to the bebop, and Jet and Faye, who are uh making their costumes for, uh, for a masquerade that will come up later in the episode, are uh, <laughs> so excited. For him to be telling the story because they have not had an opportunity to dunk on Spike like this in a minute. Yeah. Also, absolutely don't believe that Spike met a cowboy. No, he's <laughs> like, I have hoof-shaped bruises on my back. Where the fuck did you think those came from? And they're like, Hey, hey, man, I didn't. I didn't say that you didn't like get see run a over horse. by a horse. I believe we there just... was a horse, but I have no reason to believe that there was a cowboy. <laughs> what the? What the... We live in space! He's like, listen, I get it. This has been primarily a noir television program up until this point, so you can't convince me that there was a cowboy. I know it says it in the says it in the title, but no. Uh Faye's like, you know, what if it was a samurai? It could have been a samurai that you met. She's like, I think that'd be a better story. Definitely. If it was a samurai, that would be good. That would be believable. Yeah. Uh, and as much as they're having a blast dunking on Spike, uh, Ed pulls up the information and goes, oh no, he's real. He's here. <laughs> and it says in his bio that he's a member of the YMCA. And Spike goes, oh wow, really? He's a, he's a Christian? He didn't strike me that way. And he goes, no, no. He was part of the Young Men's Cowboy Association. <laughs> and I, 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 <laughs> in the episode i was like all right okay we're having this this one's already fucking off the rails i can't believe you fucking recorded that line and was like yeah ship it good stuff this is the same show the same show where we have had some really poignant deaths Mm -hmm. and character moments and they said the phrase young men cowboy association which by the way he was kicked out of he was kicked out of the Young Men's Cowboy Association because he keeps doing property damage. He's so annoying that they kicked him out. Uh, <laughs> to this, Jet and Faye say, wow, this sounds like someone we know. 
They're like, oh, wow, what a, ooh, gee. <laughs> seems, seems similar. Spike goes like, absolutely not. I understand we're palette swap versions of each other, but I'm nothing like uh, Spike spelled backwards. <laughs> Ekips? Ekips. Ekips? I'm nothing like that guy. <laughs> Wait, let me just... Uh, le- leggy, leggy, leggips. I leggips, leggips, ekips. Leggips, ekips. I hate that. <laughs> Don't that's like much, it. That's much worse. Also, we have to consider. Okay, so this doesn't exactly transfer. Wario's called that because they just flipped an, an M upside down. You can't flip mm-hmm. an S upside down. You can't flip an S upside down. It's just an S again. It's just an. It's just the same S. So I guess Spike's Wario is also called Spike. <laughs> uh, it gets really confusing. Um, but he is a he is an heir to a ranch, which is why he can do this and be so bad at it because mm-hmm. he's he's fucking loaded. He's very rich. He's he's loaded. Oh. And I, I think it's very funny that. Uh, he is loaded and owns a ranch, still kicked out of the Young Men's Cowboy Association. Still. I feel like owning a ranch would give you a lot of leeway in the Young Men's Cowboy Association, but still. Yeah. It, it fucking does not. Uh, turns out you can be so annoying that you're not cowboy enough for the Young Men's Cowboy Association. Yeah. You gotta be um, a lot cooler. Okay, so... I think... Let's get okay. You know, I'll save this point until we get we see we see Andy again because I really actually have a a, a thing that I want to say mm-hmm. uh, about about like genre mm-hmm. in this episode. As silly as it is, um, the crew of the Bebop is at a, a masquerade party. A masquerade party, which is great. A great masquerade party that I think is good. Yes. <laughs> And they are they are here because they know that the teddy bomber is going to strike. Mm-hmm. He's in the crowd somewhere. Yes, um, Spike is just wearing his usual getup, but with a mask now. Yeah, just wearing a mask, the laziest one out mm-hmm. of everybody's costume. Jet, uh, bless. no, no, Faye, Faye is in like an old timey western getup yeah. with with like a hand mask. Yes, the teddy bomber is the teddy bomber is dressed like a giant <laughs> bear. <laughs> And we have another fucking winner from the jet black wardrobe. Just incredible. an incredible, incredible look from jet black. He has gone to this masquerade party as a hippie. Uh, <laughs> and he's doing a voice. He's doing a voice. Uh, Lexi, can you please describe me to me what Jack Black is wearing oh. uh, as he is revealed in this episode? Just so, top to, just go for it. <laughs> All right, so he's he's wearing a he's wearing a long black haired wig, with a with a little headband, mm-hmm. um, with with some good some good sun, sunglasses, some good, great sunglasses, um, uh, a a a weed t shirt, just a white tee with a big old pot leaf on it. That's it, and that's it. Some and, and some some like bracelets, some bracelets and some bell bottom jeans. This. Is I think these are just his regular jeans. Are they not? Uh, I thought they were bell bottom. Are they not bell bottom? Let me look. Hang on. 
I don't think so. I think they're just his regular jeans. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I can't believe it. <gasps> Jet Stoner confirmed. This is fucking good. <laughs> this is why this is why Jet Black should be allowed to wear something different every episode cuz you know he just owned that shirt. Yeah, this is just a shirt he owned. He didn't he didn't buy that shirt. Or, like, he didn't buy that shirt specifically for this party, right? He yeah. He owned it. He was like, what if, What the fuck is my costume going to be for this party? And he's like, I never get to wear my big weed shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about it, as Lexi said, is that uh, everyone else is just talking normally, but Jet refuses to drop character <laughs> as a hippie for this episode. And it is... Hey, man. <laughs> Peace and love. Peace and love. Far out. <laughs> Been tracking your groovy signal all the way here. I this is good. This is I am so delighted for Jet Black to have fun at a party. He's working, but not not in his heart, you know. Mm-hmm. It's great. So oh. good. I to be the voice actor for Jet Black and received this in the script is is like, uh, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> be like christmas for me if i was a voice actor i'm like you want me to you want me to be jet black who's pretending to be like a hippie incredible yeah absolutely i'll do it for free don't pay me uh but uh (laughs) he doesn't even drop character when the bomb goes off he just keeps his character keeps it keeps it going uh the, the teddy bomber shows up and, like, they immediately clock him as the teddy bomber because, Again, dude. He, he's wearing a bear costume. It's not subtle. Everybody figured it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Faye, Faye, does, uh, Faye is trying to be cool and warn people about the fact that there's going to be a bombing here. People uh, are like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Uh, um, I don't believe not, you. Don't believe her, certainly. Um, the, the uh, teddy bomber shows up and is about, and is like trying to do his spiel, but then Andy comes in. This is a good recurring, recurring joke, uh, over the course of the episode is that the teddy bomber really wants people to know why he's blowing things up mm-hmm. and what, and what his ideology is. But he, every time he starts to tell people, he gets interrupted. Yeah. He can't tell. <laughs> he he starts and it, it really starts to bug him that he can't say anything. Well, I, here's the here's the problem. He start he every time he starts to explain his whole deal, Andy shows up and Andy is a man on a horse. <laughs> just commands the attention. He is again, he rode the uh, the his horse up the elevator. <laughs> he didn't get off and like lead the horse in or like hits the horse up. No, he no. <laughs> he's like <laughs> There's a horse loose in this masquerade party, and it took the elevator. Uh, yeah, uh, a, a, a very sheepish, like, waitstaff person uh, comes up to Andy and is like, Um, sir, you actually can't ride your horse here. <laughs> He's like, what in tarnation? Of course I can ride my horse here. I sure, I did it already. Rode it right up, clean up to the top of the building. <laughs> No, no, it's it's not it's not the it's not the can asking a cowboy asking a cowboy to go without a horse is asking it's like asking him to go without a six shooter. This okay, this is the point that I want to make. I touched on it before, but this show 
in this episode, I believe, is agreeing with my point that I made last episode, which this is not a show about cowboys. Mm-hmm. Because the second we see a cowboy, honest, okay, I get it. He's like a he's like a comical depiction of a cowboy, but it's a mm-hmm. it's the joke is that it's a juxtaposition. Yeah, is that, that he's a, he's that weird to see. It's it's the literal cowboy, Andy versus metaphorical cowboy, Spike, and. <gasps> This is this is my point is that I think this episode is knows exactly the point that I made last episode, which is okay. Cowboy Bebop is actually more of a noir show mm-hmm. than it is a uh, like a and doing anything with the western genre. It's not playing in that space really. Yeah. Uh, and this episode knows it and is j- joking with you about it. It's like, yeah, I know the t- the show is called Cowboy Bebop and it's not we figured out that it's not really that anymore, but we are doing an episode with a cowboy and that's so you can't be like, "Hey, where is the cowboy? Where is all the cowboys?" <laughs> I was promised. And even okay, but this is what I'm saying, the first episode is like you know, they're like in space Mexico and there's mm-hmm. like a Native American character. And then all of that stuff gets dropped over the course of the show. Like none yeah. of that stuff really comes up again, except for maybe one episode where we see somebody on Jupiter. But like the characters don't interact with that part. You know, that's just mm-hmm. like a, a framing device for that episode. And then all of the, the good episodes we've gotten for most of this have all been like, like it's a, it's private noir. Art. It's yeah, like noir. a, it's a uh, French New Wave. It's a uh, it's German Expressionism. Right. It's, and, yeah, yeah. And this episode is great because it says, "Yeah, okay, you know what? We were wrong about what the show was, uh, but Cowboy Bebop sounded better." And they're they're playing with you about it. They're telling <laughs> you the whole episode is a joke. They're playing on you. Yeah. Uh, and I do want to point out that like it, the whole thing is like. In, in the world, uh, bounty hunters are called cowboys. Sure. And, like, that's just, that's just the and, thing is. And like, I, I get that. But at this point, it feels more like a, mm-hmm. like, it feels more like a, like a cool name that they've assigned bounty hunters in this universe rather than they're doing anything thematically yeah. or, like, genre-based with cowboys. It's just not, yeah. it's not what the show is. Uh, and I, I love, that Andy is in this episode. <laughs> I love it. this episode is about him. It's very good. He's even got a six shooter. I love it. Um, but he does get into this party on horseback uh, and draws two guns on both Spike and Jet because he assumes that one of them has to be the Teddy Bomber. <laughs> even though he's already met he's Spike. Already, he's already met Spike and he knows what the teddy bomber looks like, and he's right there. Seems like he <laughs> is not fucking good at this. Yep. <laughs> Seems like it. Um, Seems like Andy, there might have been a reason he got kicked out of the Young Cowboys, uh, <laughs> Young Men's Cowboy Association. Yeah. Not very good. Uh, the teddy bomber activates his, his bombs because he's being ignored by everyone. Couldn't get through his speech, so he, I guess, kills a bunch of people. Yeah, he kills a bunch of people. This episode's, like, very comedic, but he kills many people on screen. Yeah. A whole bunch of people had to die in that explosion, <laughs> right? Imagine dying being dressed as a big cat. Uh, Does it, what a miserable way to go. 
Mm. Um, but Faye and Andy make it to uh, an elevator, and Spike mm-hmm. has to take the scares. He's pissed about it. Um, uh, <laughs> Faye charms her, her way onto uh, onto Andy's horse. She seems to have planned for this because she did wear sort of like an old westy, um, like madam's dress you know mm-hmm. like like she was like great this is all going according to plan <laughs> uh so uh andy chases after the teddy bomber who is uh, is fleeing uh andy is chasing him on horse and then spike <laughs> spike catches up with him and he's like fuck you <laughs> And like tries to shoot at Andy because he hates this guy hate, so goddamn he hates much. Him so much. In fact, the the chase of the teddy bomber rapidly turns into Dude. not a chase of him at all, but a firefight that Andy and Spike are having with each other. Uh, yeah, as evidenced when the teddy bomber crashes and Andy runs right by him. <laughs> the chase continues. Uh uh, <laughs> uh, the the chase goes off into the distance, and then we we cut to uh, Andy's incredibly tacky ship. It's uh, it's pretty ugly. It's obviously ri- it's like a rich person ship, but like in a rich in like a the way that Cheesecake Factory looks mm-hmm. like what a rich person thinks a restaurant should look like. Yeah, it's like uh very odd. <laughs> Oh, it's nouveau riche, you know. Ugh. It's yeah. I what I love about it is that he's got a lot of framed pictures of himself around. Uh, uh, if we can just describe a couple of things in here, his horse has a stable <laughs> on the ship, which is good. Yes. Um, but in front of it is a bathtub filled with hay for <laughs> for the horse. Uh, he's got overstuffed like leather couches that have like. Awful purple upholstery. Mm. He comes out with a soup, like a cowboy stew that the, he, he's excited about. His his kitchen has, like, swinging doors, but this whole place has, like, carpet on it. And the fact that he eats stew and, like, this whole place is, like, carpeted just, like, upsets me so much that he eats, yeah. like, so much fucking stew. It's bad. Um... He's, like, really trying to put the moves on Faye, and Faye is like, I actually hate your whole vibe, man. Yeah, this... Uh, nothing about <laughs> this, this vibe is sexy. sucks. She's like, I'll be, like, I'll be friendly, because I'm not, like, I don't want to be a jerk, and I still want to, like, figure out what your whole deal is, but, like, this, you have to know how unsexy this whole thing is to me. The Faye does a laugh here that's, like, very good. Uh, where she's like politely laughs at it at his joke, but he laughs harder, he looks, like way harder at his own joke. He looks, she looks like pained by it. Um, I'm just gonna send a screen cap to. Oh, he's introducing his stew. Uh, and she does a polite laugh to him. Uh, I've felt this feeling. I, I, I've made this face to people before. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, yeah, 
I love I love cowboy stew. It's deli- I love it. Haha, <laughs> <Thank laughs> you so- you're you're a cowboy and you eat stew all the time. <laughs> and you eat <laughs> stew. <laughs> wow, I get it. I get, I no, but I, I do get it. Yeah, no, I got I <laughs> It's great actually. Um okay, so Faye is really seeing the similarities here between uh between Andy and Spike. Yeah, uh uh <laughs> Faye's like, so you're rich. Why are you doing this? And he's like, ah, it's because I like the thrill of it. It suits me, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And she's just like, ah, fuck. (laughs) She's like, I really don't know if that's true. I don't know if it suits you like you think it does. But the fact that he's like a thrill seeker and like he thinks that this is the thing that he was meant to do is just like, oh, god damn it. Okay, it's but Spike. It's Spike all over again. In a way, okay, but in a way that she like gets that he he has like the same thing about like danger as Spike mm-hmm. does. But it, she, if do, if she doesn't respect it about Spike, she at least thinks it's way cooler. Or if maybe cooler is the wrong phrase. Well, here's maybe... the thing. Uh, it's it really seems like Andy is doing dangerous things and, like, seeking thrills just because he's a rich guy and he can, like, afford to do that and, like, be that kind of thrill-seeker. Spike's doing it because he's got, like, a whole lot of depression going he's got, on. He's got problems. And I think, also critically, Faye sees Andy do the same, like, similar stuff to what Spike is doing without, admittedly, without the competence that Spike has. Mm-hmm. And is like, this is not hot. This yeah. is act- this is gross. Actually, it's, it gives me the ick in a big way. And when Spike does it, she's like, mm? "Yeah, oh, okay, I'll f- I'll flirt in a dog fight. Yeah, I'll. You know what? This is sexy, kind of. Hey, listen, if you can flirt while doing a dog fight, that's mm? that's big. You're like mm, that's big. Okay, all right, all right. I guess what I'm saying is that Faye doesn't think Spike is cringe. No, Spike. Not cringe. Andy, Not cringe. very cringe. Very cringe. The the- ah, geez, they're like drinking a martinis like with their soup. Just a horrible it's, it's food awful. and drink and ambiance c- combination. Just disgusting to me. And he's wearing a bib. It's, I hate it. Uh, it's, I hate it's, it. It's bad. Faye eventually comes back with a whole... A whole bag full of uh, son of a gun stew, oh, which uh, is canned. I do, I do want to, uh, I do want to point out. Uh, we see Jet and Spike like uh, beat up after, like the they've been chasing after Teddy Bombermore, uh, and they've been <laughs> in the aftermath of some uh, explosions. It seems didn't uh, didn't pan out. But and, Faye does, uh, and Jet is like close to throwing in the towel on going after this guy, and and Spike says, "Well, we can't worry about that." And then cut to Andy saying, "Ma'am, I can't worry about that." <laughs> it's the the editing on this episode is very good. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> it's it's very good. I the I so the joke that Faye comes back with is she's got a whole sack full of these canned son of a gun stew which mm-hmm. Andy led her to believe was something that he made but no he actually just opened a can and heated it up for her 
Yeah, he just owns this brand of stew that he sells. Part of the um, reason he's very rich. Uh, I think we should take this, like, little dip in the episode to take a quick break. Okay. partner welcome back why don't you just uh we we just got another log on the fire and we were about to tell a continue our our tale get into the the details of the villain known as the teddy bomber uh here hand me hand me your uh tin cup i'll fill it up with some whiskey (laughs) you had your fill of pork and beans partner that's good to hear we can't can't stand an empty stomach around our campfire. Uh, speaking of cowboys, they're back. It's Big Shot. It's Big Shot. Haven't seen them in a minute, and they would be remiss on the uh, TV show Cowboy Bebop to not have Big Shot be in the episode about cowboys. So. Yeah, for real. We gotta show Big Shot on the cowboy episode. Mm-hmm. It um, is... <laughs> They're not really giving a new bounty. They've just received, like, a a Zodiac-esque letter from the bomber. From the teddy bomber. Woo, spooky. (laughs) I don't know if I want to read it. They are milking it for some ratings, which I guess also they did with the Zodiac letters. So... Yeah. Sort of easy to see. Uh, We don't get all the way through the... The very, <laughs> the very long letter, which is uh, printed on an uncommon size of uh, paper. Mm, yeah. Uh, we get as much as that he likes to blow up tall buildings. Yeah. Be, uh, but yet again, is cut off before we get to the actual ideology, which is... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love that the credits roll on a, on a big shot. <laughs> As they're like, well, we gotta wrap this up. Uh, see you next time. Sorry. Uh, Ed, uh, meanwhile, has figured out what um, what the Teddy Bomber's whole deal is. Uh, Ed's just like, yeah, he likes blowing up the tall buildings. The like, he's going in order of of tallest, of tallest to second tallest. Now so, it'll be third tallest. So it's gonna be City Hall. Uh, he is out of costume here for the yep. first time. Pretty good look for the Teddy Bomber. I think he, I think he might actually be in costume. His costume what? is tourist. Tourist? He's in, like, a suit with, like, a pink button-up. He looks good. Yeah, he's wearing cargo shorts. I don't know. Well, I'm not saying he's cool. <laughs> uh, Spike finds him, and, uh, the Teddy Bomber's like, he wants a nemesis so bad. 
he wants Spike to be his nemesis. And uh, but Spike but, already has a fucking nemesis this Spike, episode. Yeah. Spike already has a nemesis and did not come for him. He yeah, is like glaring at people bomber. that are whistling because he is on the hunt for Andy, who he knows will show up. Okay, now here's here's a point that I need to say. Yeah. Is that Spike is listening for whistling. That's established mm. because he gets misdirected by like a rando who's whistling at one point. Yes, uh, we he's misdirected by a corn husk. It's one of the. It's one of the corn. You're right. It's one of the old corn husker men. Well, if there was ever, you know, going to be an episode with the corn huskers, it would be. It's this one. Yeah. Uh, They they had to fit them in somewhere. So the thing is, is that the whistling he's listening for, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So Andy eventually does show up on horseback. Obviously, Um, he is not whistling, but the whistling is playing, which means that the whistling. Is diegetic. It is not just a sound effect that the show wants you to to recognize that Andy is now here. It is a sound that he actually makes just walking his horse. Great. It's wonderful. They, on purpose, made sure that he was not whistling. So you'd be like, where's the noise coming from? What's happening? He's got, like, some speaker on him. He's got a boombox. He, he's got a beats, uh, like a... Uh, sound blaster strapped to the horse. I hope so, honestly. Uh, the <laughs> we're, we're not even pretending to care about the bomber anymore. Spike and Andy are at each other's throats instantly. Yeah. So much, so much so that the bomber gets an opening to blow the building up that he promised to blow up again. Yeah, he blows something up before he blows, like, the building up, and he, like, goes into the building. Uh, and uh, Spike and Andy chase after him. Uh, Andy finally off of his horse. In About public. time. They uh, chase the teddy bomber into a set of elevators. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to take the one next to him because he gets away from them. Uh, <laughs> when he springs his master plan on both of them, which is he has disabled their elevator controls and planted a bunch of bombs up at the top of the building. So when what? The, when the okay. So I have a question. Uh-huh. These bombs aren't going to be seen by anyone. They're stuck at the top of a elevator shaft. Why uh, put yeah. them in, te- in teddy bears? <laughs> Why well, put them in teddy bears at this juncture? Well, you see, Lexi, he's got a theme. <laughs> he has a cool bomber name. And even on the off chance... That Spike and Andy have a split second to see them before they blow up and die. Boy, would he be real embarrassed if they were not in teddy bears. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, it's a professional thing at this point. It's like yeah, a it's a, it, it, he's, he's, uh, he's got a thing he's doing. He, he can't. Like, he's doing a whole thing of that. That's mm-hmm. what he's doing. It's this. It this would, is his thing. It would be like a, doing a death trap without a riddler, uh, riddle for the Riddler. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what are you doing at this point? You're the Riddler. Like, like yeah, sure, I, like, <laughs> sure. This death trap could actually work and kill the Batman. Finally, but I'm, if there wasn't a riddle with it, no one. Like, what are we even? Like, what are we even what doing, are we even here? doing here? We're like, why are we? Why are we fighting if there's not like a fucking riddle to it? You get it? <laughs> it's like Joker could could give Batman a like a bomb, 
or like plant a bomb that's not in a mm-hmm. present, you know, or shoot it, bo- or shoot him with an oversized uh, gun. But a fl- but if a, fl- a flag didn't come out with a with bang on, yeah, it, with like, bang on it, like like he should just carry a gun. But it's about the theming, you understand? Well, the the thing is, the Joker does carry a gun on, on him, but he does also carry the 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 fake gun. Uh, just on the off chance uh, that he gets the opportunity to reach for the fake gun and take someone by surprise with it. <laughs> it's I think I think this is good. I think it's a branding thing and I I don't think we need to be too on his case about this. Mhm. Uh well, the trap is sprung. Both the trap... these idiots are in the elevator. Yes, they however both think that they have outs- outsmarted the teddy bomber because they acted first and uh uh uh, set the over, like, redid the overwrite code. But because both of them have done this, now it's just what the overwrite code would have been in the first place. So neither so, of them know it. Neither of them know it anymore, which means they have to go up and die at the top of this building, which is extremely funny. Uh, because they're, they're not, they're at no point in this episode are they like, alright, they've outfoxed us, it's time for us to work together now. No, no. <laughs> the, the entire the time they are at each other's throats. <laughs> they are trying to escape in the s- similar ways. They are like going out this, like they won't take turns getting out the top of the elevator, like in the little hole that's up there. It's a mess. These guys are going to fucking die. And they uh, should have. They should they be sh- dead. They should be dead. Um, the explosion goes off and the teddy bomber is plow- proud of his work. And then he gets cold clocked by Faye. <laughs> Who is looking? I there is something about the like gloves and sunglasses in this look that just really pulls the thing together. I don't know. Just works for her, you know. Uh, the top of the building's destroyed. Andy has helpfully thrown a lasso to the top of the building, mm-hmm. uh, so that both of them have been saved at last. Um, they get up, scramble to the top. <laughs> Literally running up uh, a vertical surface at one point. Like a couple of monkeys. Like a couple of monkeys, says Faye. She's not wrong. <laughs> um, but here we are, and they just got up there so they could kill each other more effectively. Yeah. It's the high noon shootout. Yeah, they're, they're, they are running around, they're shooting at each other. They, they do a, a Looney Tunes-ass slapstick fight. Spike really gets... Really is. Uh... uh Fucking, one of them gets hit in the nuts by a girder. It's... There's some really good bits of it. Like, I know it's silly that he's fighting a cowboy who is, like, at, and he gets, like, hit in the nuts here. But, like, there's some really great pieces yeah, of there's animation some, here. There's, it's all very good animation as they're doing this absolutely... Two dumb assholes fighting each other. Like there's fight. some re- there's some really good bits where they're like sliding around stuff, like on mm-hmm. debris and stuff. Spike slides down slopes and stuff, and they both, as they're like fighting each other in like fist in a fist fight, they like slip around each other in really cool ways. It's really well done for being as dumb as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Andy makes fall uh, Spike fall into a uh, a pit and. Uh, uh, he says, uh, look, uh, listen, Spike, I have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> you, and Spike really says, you underestimate my power. My power. And punches a desk in frustration. 
And uh, the shock shockwaves from doing that send off send off a, like a, uh, a a chain of of fissures in the wall as to bring Andy down. Yes, and he almost dies. Does almost die. It's a but out for Andy. <laughs> Uh, he nearly slides off the edge of the building and just barely pulls himself back uh, uh, back up, and he's like, well, that's enough death divine for me. You win! You win! Uh, the horse comes up in the elevator and, and retrieves Andy. I didn't know he knew how to do that, but he can operate his own, his own elevator. Just yep. uh, took it to the top, not distressed at all. Just yep. a well-trained animal. And he uh, gives Spike his cowboy hat, which doesn't look good on Spike. It doesn't look bad on Spike. <laughs> Again, looks... this the whole episode is like, you know what? Actually, Holden had a point. Holden, Holden was right. Spike doesn't look good in a cowboy hat, actually. Mm-hmm. He say, gives the mantle of cowboy to, to Spike, and then he says the line, Lexi... He says the line, see you later, space cowboy. (laughs) We've been waiting for it. (laughs) We've been waiting for it. Um, I do like the implication that it says that at the end of every episode because Andy said it to Spike one time. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Uh, But now having bested Andy and, and is now the only space cowboy, he is happy to eat Andy's uh, soup, yes. son of a gun soup. Um, <laughs> Spike seemingly has given the cowboy hat to Ed, who is giving Ein uh, uh, rides on their back. I don't think Ed totally understands the whole deal of a cowboy, but no, <laughs> it's having fun. You know, having what? fun though. It's having fun. Uh, we do, the button on the episode, Lexi, is that we do get to see the teddy bomber one last time. When the, yes. <laughs> on, on his way to prison, when the and cop this, is like... <laughs> this, this prison guard, like, humors the teddy bomber and is like, so, what's your whole deal? <laughs> and he's like, oh, thank God, I've been waiting a whole episode to... <laughs> Tell everybody how I think capitalism is evil, and uh, the the buildings, the really tall ones, are like symbols of that. And I just blow them up so that people can understand that we're trapped in a in a system. Uh, they like I'm sure at the time he sounded like a crazy person, but boy, a good you know twenty five years after this came out, it sure sounds pretty reasonable to me. I don't know. I I think the the writers were like, no, actually, this guy was this guy was onto something, but no one was listening to him, and he got fed up. And this he is why this is why people do this shit. It's because they are they're put in bad situation, and that capitalism fucks us over. Glad that he finally got to tell somebody he really wanted to. It was like his whole his yeah whole thing. Well, he looks one more time at the out the window, and <laughs> who should he possibly see? But <laughs> It's, it's Andy. Andy. He's in a samurai getup now. He's a samurai now. Hasn't dispensed with his horse, but he is now a samurai. Samurai ride horses. It still fits. It's, I guess. <laughs> he's got the sword and everything. He's really just found a new way. Yeah, he's just a... a new he's... way to be. 
rides it. Andy gets the triumphant moment and gets right off the, into the sunset. Twice! Twice? He has to do it twice! <laughs> the teddy bomber seems weirdly fine with that. Like, he just hit a poignant moment. Yeah. Just just had a, a poignant, poignant moment with this weird samurai man. And, and, then, and then it says, see you, space <laughs> samurai. <gasps> It's like, you know what? Actually, the genre that we're playing in doesn't matter. Yes. That that is actually I think the main thing of this show is that listen, we uh we're just playing with genre here. It doesn't matter what exactly we're doing. Like the the name of the show is Cowboy Bebop, but we're not always cowboys. We're not always doing cowboys. Uh, we're not even mostly doing cowboys. We sometimes do cowboys. We sometimes do cowboys, but, you know, here's this goofy one about a goofy cowboy. I don't know. I like, I just like the, the structure of the episode that is essentially them poking fun mm-hmm. at their own concept and how, like, they're like, all right, yeah, let's use the Western genre. We haven't touched that one in a while, uh, but in a way that is uh very well, self-aware i i just enjoy it, it really feels it really feels that now they've done the two types of westerns there are you know true there yeah, is true there is like the uh, the grim and uh, gritty uh, uh like dust covered uh uh towns and uh in dire straits type uh type one and then there's the singing cowboy you got your sad, sad cowboys, and you got your singing cowboys. You got your singing cowboys, and and uh, boy, this sure seems seems like seems, Andy's a singing cowboy. Seems like the latter. Good episode. Um, mm-hmm. Feels like a weird one to go into what I'm sure is going to be a pretty poignant movie. Yeah, feels um, like we're gonna get some fucked up stuff and serious uh, vibes in the movie, and I'm just gonna be thinking that whole time like. What happened? Where's Andy in this Where's movie? Andy? Where's Andy? I know he's a samurai now, but, like, he's around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Next time, we are watching Cowboy Bebop, the movie. I don't yeah, think so. it actually is called Cowboy Bebop, the movie. I think, it, I think it's just Cowboy Bebop, isn't it? Yeah. There's no way they were... Like, into the subtitles thing yet, right? Yeah. Oh no, it is subtitled oh, it is Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. We were movie. both wrong. We were both wrong. Uh. Yeah. It's... So next next time, Cowboy Bebop the movie. Yeah, the movie. Buckle in. It's gonna be uh gonna get into some themes. We're gonna get into some character stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm uh... I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, but until next time, Holden, where can people find you on the internet? Well, partner, if you're looking to send me a wire, you can roll on over to twitter.com and drop me a line at not underscore daredevil. And if you're looking for some uh, interesting insights on... Uh, anime or the goings about of the world, uh, you can find me over at hexalexi on twitter.com. You can also email the podcast 
or send a podcast message to uh, us. <laughs> you coward, you stopped halfway through. <laughs> finish, uh, go ahead, finish. You don't have to do it. I, I bullied you. You can you can find the Twitter of the podcast at sakugapod on twitter.com, and you can find our email at studyandsakuga at gmail.com. If you like- are so... In- Shoot out. High noon. Draw. Ah, you got me. Yeah, that's right. I get to go now. Uh, If you are uh, interested in the artwork for the podcast and you think it's as good as we do, you can go and check out Rainbow Lithium and the artwork that that they do. It's uh, real good stuff, and we can't thank her enough for providing the artwork for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also um, rate us on any of your podcast listening dev- uh, apps of your choice. Uh, if we really like it, if you do that and like leave a review, uh, that's really good for us so and for the podcast. So crucial. Also, if you just want to do us a favor and just take out a wanted poster. Just go to, I don't know where you post them nowadays, but if you just print us out and wanted, alive please, but uh, listeners for Sakugapod, and you just, you know, go to your local saloon, Mm -hmm. or, you know, like some sort of... Some type of job board, or... Job board, or like... uh, A broadside of some sort, yeah. A barn, yeah, potentially, maybe maybe some sort of uh, madam's house you know and just yeah. ask people to spread the word uh, we do really appreciate that too word of mouth is really important especially uh i guess there is room in town for the two of us lexis but yeah we yeah. would love more listeners as well um but other than that uh that is all uh we have for you today we have studied the sakuga we have we are riding out into the sunset, and we can consider this case closed. I really hope that, like I know he's not going to be, but what if Andy was just in the movie? Just that's what the he's just like there. What if he's in it? What if he's in it? What if he was in it? People who've seen the movie, what if? How would that movie have gone differently if Andy was in it? You know, I think it would have been much dumber. <laughs>